get a goddamn fucking thirst buster. <laughs> Good story, Greg. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Wings with Friends. I'm your host, Mary Upchurch, and I am here with a very uh, hilarious, on accident kind of guy. <laughs> Just kidding. I don't know. Greg, we were talking, you describe yourself as a an artist, a graphic designer, a nerd. Yeah, I'm a giant nerd. Um, I grew up around computers, so... Uh, I'm a 90s kid, so I'm a Gen X or whatever the fuck we are. Oh, or the, that's weird. Or somebody goes, you're the Hobbit generation because we grew up with, like, the Hobbit films and the Lord of the oh. Rings films. So I'm like, all right, I'll fucking, I'll take that, I guess. And Greg I'm, Holmes, everybody. I'm like, whatever. I don't, yeah, right. Ah. Uh. Uh. <laughs> canned applause and, you know, fanfare. <laughs> and so I grew up around it, and I just got into it. But I always liked art. I always liked drawing and painting graffiti, whatever, any art medium. So I kind of melded that into what I want to do. I mean, went to school for it. I mean, you know, it's the dream job to be able to do that for a living. But, you know, it's kind of a difficult, like when you're going against everybody else and then you have people from like India going, oh, look, sir, we will do this. We'll get this done in two days for only this much. And you're like, I'm like, fuck me, man. I got bills to pay. Like, Oh, that's really racist of you, Greg. I, yeah, I know. I Damn it. <laughs> well, this is kind of a you know a little bit of different guest than I normally have. I mean, I don't think I I do have a lot of comedians, but I also like to have other creative folks just to kind of pick your brain, you know, get a different perspective. And you actually happen to be a very funny person, also. Yeah, I will. I I try to be, and then um, I mean, again, since I grew up in the '90s, I was around where like where everything was you know, everything was, was up for grabs as far as for, for comedy, for being funny. Um, you know, people didn't, uh, you know, people played off their stereotypes. I mean, you know, I'm six, two, I'm white as a fucking ghost, you know, bald, red beard. I mean, I'm like the, you know, typical fucking ginger and, you know, I still will, I'll say shit like fucking white people, like, Every time something happens and people are just like, oh, you know, like the, the machines, oh, well, guns ain't going to do it. Video games and shit did it. No, like it's fucking white people that say that shit. Like, but you're very white yourself. Kind of. Yeah. I, I hear mean, what you're saying, though. Like, I think, what was it? Uh, this the most recent mass shooting in America, the two in El Paso and oh God, Oklahoma or um, Ohio. Ohio. Um, Way to go there. I Hey, look. On my feel good podcast. Right. Um, bringing it down. <laughs> um, and people are like, people are bringing up violent video games and all this other shit. And I'm like, it's not, like, it's not the fucking video games. I mean, I grew up like, I grew up playing Doom. I grew up playing fucking Grand Theft Auto and all these other games that were like, oh, they're so violent. And I haven't done shit. I've never right. had the urge to be like, I'm going to go get me a gun and I'm going to go fucking shoot up a Walmart or whatever. And the funnier thing is, is that Walmart is taking violent video game displays off of their shelves. But keeping guns. But they're still selling guns. Right. Like, look, there's sunshine. If JoJo, you know, the, you know, fucking three-eyed, you know, you know, redneck wants to buy a gun, you'll let him do that all day long. But heaven forbid he plays a fucking violent video game because he might just pop off and, you know, lose his shit. Well, like, who are the biggest um, video game creators in the in the world? Like, Co- I mean, you Konami have, you or have, some shit like that? Like, so, so, like, you have Epic Games that made the Gears of War series that is extremely violent, like, gory and violent. You have ID Software who's done Doom, you know, one of the most, like, violent, demonic, satanic, if you want to, you know, go that route. 
video games out there. You have Rockstar Games that has made Grand Theft Auto. So all I'm saying is if these companies start funding Congress and funding all these politicians, then it will no longer be video games' fault. Well, no, and it, but, and it never is. It's like... Right. But again, you, you you make a good point. Like if they start like you know kind of putting cash in the pockets of like you know the fucking people who are extremely out of touch with society, they're like oh like there's nothing wrong with violent video games, but like you know but now the and like all those all those people they're like oh well there's nothing wrong with guns. I mean it's fine to have a gun, yeah because in order to protect your family you need a fucking semi-automatic weapon. You need yeah, an AK-47. I... Look, if you can't stop a burglar with a fucking handgun. An AK-47 ain't going to do much fucking difference either. Right. No, I totally agree. And it's so frustrating. I posted something. It was a joke, but it, I think it was a, a good satire about, um, you know, peanuts kill 150 to 200 people a year. And they are banned from schools, from airlines. And, like, yeah, it's annoying. We can't get peanuts on a Southwest flight. But, like, I give up that right. Or make adjustments so that other people don't die. Well, and what's funny is anytime something like this happens and people bring up stricter gun laws or you know some new legislation people are like oh you can't take my guns my second amendment right nobody is wanting to go play with change your guns in your house nobody's wanting to take away that right they you're everybody who gets on that rant completely misses the point and i think people who even make the 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 play for b- better legislature they kind of miss the point as well in their wording and <clears throat> if you look at other countries Japan, for example, um, I believe their laws are somewhat to the effect of if you own a gun, you have to have it stored somewhere and it has to be locked up. Like you have to be able to lock up the gun cabinet, the safe, whatever it's in. And then once a year, you have to get a psych evaluation and then the police huh. have to come and inspect your home, inspect your yeah. home to make sure that it's stored properly in order for you to keep it. And, you know, and then I saw something where um, people were like, oh, well, you know, like, you know, so you take away guns, well, you know, people are just going to start mass stabbings. And it's like... Mass stabbings. And then, well, what's stupid is after somebody, after somebody posted that, it's almost like the fucking universe is like, you know what, guys? Like, I'm trying to teach you a lesson here. Like, but if you're not going to fucking learn, And that's why it's go. so frustrating because it's like no rational arguments are going to work. Like, even, even my, like, Republican retired Marine slash... Vietnam vet father will say, like, there's no reason to have an AK-47 unless you're trying to kill a lot of people, unless you're in an active combat zone. You don't need that kind of gun. Well, and like, I, that's why I think, like, we don't need that kind of gun. Like, well, keep your other guns. We don't need semi-automatic weapons. Well, that's, that's the thing is, like, people are like, well, I should be able to buy, the, you know, what I want. But cool. That's, that's, I mean, you do have a point. You should be able to go out and buy what you, you want. But... If you're going out to buy a semi-automatic weapon, if you're going out to buy an AK-47 or a fully automatic weapon, um, which I don't think you can buy it, but you know it's it's easier to it's easier to go down to a gun store and get a to to buy a gun with less hassle than it is to get certain medic you know edi- uh, medication or to even be able to sell certain medication. You yeah. know, you got to go through like a uh, gentleman I talked to the other night. He goes for me to sell pharmaceutical for like the, the the pharmaceuticals that I sell. I have to go through these background checks. I have to go through this evaluation. You mean the ones I that he to, buys? No, that he he like he sells. That he, for him to be able to to sell them, like to be a like to work, like to work for a pharmaceutical. I believe oh. he said either to sell or to 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 sell certain medications. Like to oh. you know, he has to go through. He was like, I have to go through all this, you know, just to do that. But a gun, we can walk down to a gun store right now and you know probably walk out with you know with with one. It's crazy. So, but you know. 
moving on to a better, a lighter, yeah, a lot, happier, a happier topic. Sponsored by the NRA. <laughs> you can take my podcast from my cold, dead hands. Just kidding. <laughs> Too bad. His hands are already cold. <laughs> I think it'd be a lot of funny jokes we could make with parallels, like, and take out AK-47s and put in microphones or put in, you know, you know. anything. It'd be hilarious. Um, but we had some excellent wings today, or I thought they were really good. We had... Um, uh, medium, so buffalo medium from Long Longs here in Phoenix. That's what you requested because you're it was. so you're so diverse. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, I so. What did you I think rec- of them? They were good. I haven't had Long Longs in a while. I I had them back when I was going to the Art Institute of Phoenix, while that was still open back in the early two thousands, and um, they're always good. They're one of you know one of the I think one of the more solid wing places. They're you know, like I, smaller. But I thought the quality was really good. They're they're like you know I mean you have like your ATL wings you have your wing stop you have your bigger chain wing mm-hmm. restaurants. Um, I don't know if Long Ones extends outside of Arizona, but um, for I mean a local place they're really good. Um, and then <clears throat> and so I get medium and people are like oh fucking pussy why don't you get some fucking heat? So here's why I don't do heat anymore. <laughs> is <clears throat> I used to work for. An extremely defunct bar and restaurant called Monsterland <laughs> out in Mesa. That was open years ago, years ago. And before I started working there, uh, I went in just to hang out with the, my new fellow employees. And they had what were called bat wings. So you had, it was the whole wing of the, of the bird. Okay. So it was a bat wing. So, you know, they want the whole theme. And they had like, you know, your typical medium, hot. And they had hell, which is supposed to be the hottest, like the hottest sauce they had. So... I got an order of hell. And I'm like, I want to try this. Like, I'm going to, you know, branch out, try, you know, the hottest they got. Because, like, medium and, and hot, you know, depending on where you're at, like, they can be the same. And, like, yeah. maybe there's, like, a slight difference in in heat. And so they bring them out. And, like, I go through. I'm like, oh, these are all right. And I said, hey, does, you know, does the chef, does, does the cook have anything else that's hotter? Because, I mean, that wasn't really, like, hell to me. And the guy that, you know, at the time was the head chef was the the, the you know, He's like a like a you know blue ribbon or whatever it is like culinary trained chef yeah. like you know he's one of like cordon bleu that's what it oh, is okay you know and he and so he, they went back there and he goes okay I got something because he was developing his own like you know dry rub and 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 sauce and everything they bring him out the sh- the the chef himself brings them out and he goes I made this just for you and he goes these are on <laughs> he goes these are on the house and I was like okay cool. And I'm like, fuck, they're on the house? Like, shit. And I take a bite of one, and holy fucking shit. I was just like, duh, 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 duh. And, like, <laughs> no amount of water, soda. They brought out a cup of milk. Like, fucking milk didn't even help me out. Oh, my gosh. And, Do you um, know what kind of pepper he used? Fuck, no. He used, a, he used, like, three different peppers and, you know, different spices and everything. But it was, it was fucking delicious, though. Yeah. I love, I mean, I ate every single one of them, save for one, because a friend wanted to try one. And then I, he, they only ate half of it, so I finished it. So I ate the whole bag, I ate the whole basket that they brought out. And, uh, and fuck, it was just, like, it was probably the best sauce I've ever had in my life. But, uh, the next day, though, worst fucking time of my life. Um, <laughs> like, everybody makes jokes, like, oh, I had, like, like, you know, I, like, you know, growing up in the 90s, like, it was, like, Montezuma's Revenge, like, you know, fucking, you know, like, the fiery of fiery shits, like, 
you know, it was fucking Mountain Doom coming out of my ass for any so Lord of the Rings So it was pretty hot going out as oh, much it was, as... Oh, it was hotter man. going out than it was going in. Oh, Which man. I don't know how that You've happened. You kind of got to coat your butt with some, like, and I'm just like sitting there, jelly I'm just like, at that point. And I'm like, oh, God. And I lived by myself, so, like, you know, <laughs> I didn't have to, like... There was nobody there, like, to ask if I'm okay. There was nobody there to, like, annoy with, like, you know, the smell and everything. So I'm just like... <laughs> I'm sitting there, and I'm all... I'm sweating, and I was like, fuck. And I'm like, I think I'm done. And then I get up, I'm like, and my stomach's all, hey, look, we have a one more load to go. Oh, we were kind of God. taking our time getting it down there, so you might want to sit back down. So these were hell-flavored wings. No, hell they, were hotter, they were hotter than hell, so these are like hell. probably, at I don't know, at, at Monsterland. So I don't know what he, what he ended up naming the sauce. And, um, and those were the hottest that I had ever had. And so... Now, when it comes to wings, I just kind of stick with enjoyment than right. trying to see how 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 hard how hard I can go with yeah. the heat. Um, but Chinese food, though, different story. I'll eat the hottest shit they got all day. How funny! So. I can't eat a lot of hot stuff, but that's really cool that you do. People, I think chefs really enjoy that. Like, oh, you want my hottest? Here you go. Like they they take it as a challenge, or they're very impressed with that. Yeah, and well, and what's funny is now too, when you have people that are using like the Carolina Reaper peppers and the yeah. go, you know, like now like the ghost pepper for a while I was like, this is the hottest pepper on the planet. Yeah, and then it's almost like pepper growers are like, okay, fuck that shit. And then something like the Carolina Reaper pepper, I think, is now the or one of the hottest. Yeah, I have a friend, Dave Yates. He's a comedian, and he makes his own hot sauce, and he uses the Carolina Reaper, but just a little bit to get the flavor. And uh, that's his merch. Uh, it's called Ha Ha Hot Sauce. You can get it at com or Dave Eats Comedy, I think. And uh, it's really good sauce, but it's got that bite to it. Yeah. And he, I think it's made with, like, orange and pear and vinegar and other stuff. It's, but, got, um, a, it's, it, it's got a nice bouquet and uh, flavor palette. Yeah, it does. But just en- And I think he said he got... It, it might not have been the Carolina Reaper, the one before it. The, the I don't know what sound it? is, like, but... He got one for, like, a gift and was like, what am I going to do with this plant? And so right. he started taught himself how to make hot sauce. Now he makes a living well, on that's, it. Um, and that's what's funny is, like, you have, like, uh, there's, like, the, you know, the, the chip, the, like, the Reaper chip challenge or whatever, which is, uh-huh. like, uh, or the Carolina Reaper chip or whatever it is, where it's one chip that's made, it's like a, it looks like a Dorito, but uh-huh. it's made, it's, like, it's made with the Carolina Reaper pepper, and, like, you get one chip, and then you, the whole goal is to eat it, um, Oh my god. And gosh. people get it and they either like they you know, like there's challenges and people doing everything. Um so but yeah, I just like every time like I go somewhere and they're like, you know, oh like we have like the hottest wing sauce and like what would you like to do? Like we've got and they start off with the hottest and they go down or like are we gonna like medium or barbecue or like, you know, honey barbecue and like we have honey hot. I'm like, dude, just give me medium. I just wanna I just wanna enjoy some fucking yeah. wings, man. Like Do you so you like wings? Oh, I love wings. Do you like the wing or do you like the drumming? Do you have a preference? I like the I, I prefer the drum, but if the wing is actually like a decent size, I'll go through those too. But like I prefer the drums. Okay. Do you do like a ranch or a blue cheese? I go fucking straight. I don't like I'm super <laughs> fucking like vanilla when it comes to that shit. Like okay. I don't I, like for some reason like it to me, like if I'm gonna if I, I even if I'm getting medium or if I get anything hot, like I just I want to taste the actual sauce. Yeah. And then like ranch, like I'm not a big fan of ranch. I'm not a big fan of blue cheese. So I guess I'm not really that white when it comes to it. Mm-hmm. But you know, I don't go with any of those. And then like I always feel bad. Like I well, I used to because like they would you know when you get it you get, like the the uh, 
the celery and the carrots. Do you do the celery and carrots? I do now. Before, I was just to be like, you don't have to put any celery or carrots on there because I'm not going to eat them. Yeah. Like, I just want the wings. I'm just going to be honest with you. So you're just a purist. I just want to eat the wings. And, like, what's funny is when I lived out in Tempe over by ASU, um, five, about maybe five years ago now, um, before I met my wife, I uh, or before I moved in with her, I should say, I, uh, I, would, go, I would go to Gino's. Uh-huh. Um, pizza, and I would, get, I would order their pizza, and I would get wings from them. And one time, they delivered wings that were slightly undercooked. Ooh. I took a bite of one, and I was like, oh, this doesn't taste right. And, like, I I, sw- I, I, <clears throat> I ate, like, half of one. That's when I realized. Like, when I took the bite, I'm like, okay, maybe it's just, like, me, because, like, they kind of coat them in the sauce, and it's kind of, like, sitting there, too. So I'm like, maybe it's just, like, how, like, the sauce, like, yeah. hit it. <clears throat> and... I called him. I said, hey, look, I think these are undercooked. Um, I just got them. The guy just dropped them off, like, maybe five minutes ago. And the guy goes, dude, don't. He's like, don't worry about it. We'll get you some, uh, you know, right away. Like, throw them in. We'll, we'll double bake them, make sure that, you know, they're cooked. And um, he goes, and he was like, we'll give you a refund for your order. And I said, you know, I gave me a refund. I mean, just give me some new wings. He's like, no, no, it's, it's on us. And so we refunded my order. And then they brought me two set, two orders of two new orders of wings instead of one. And, um, and man, when the guy showed up with the two orders of wings and, um, I was like, you sure? He's like, yeah, yeah. I said, you know, I was like, all right, cool. After he left, I put them on the table and we fucking popped the lids on those motherfuckers. And I was eyeballing those like an ASU frat boy down on Mill Avenue on a Friday <laughs> night. Like just, hey, how's it going? You going anywhere tonight? <laughs> to the wings? Why? Cause they were just like, they were double baked. Oh, they looked, they oh, they looked like, delicious. Like they, they made them with love at this oh, point. Oh yeah, at this point oh, they're like, nice. like we want to keep this. Like we want to keep this customer. Like we didn't, you know, like that's like, really fuck, nice. We fucked up. Like they, he get sick. Well, undercooked chicken is like the biggest faux pas you can have. I think. I think people are more worried about that than they are like eating like you know, raw raw red meat. Oh yeah. Like people are like oh red meat. Well, it's fine. I'll eat that raw a little bit it's here and rare. there. You know, I mean, you know, like I'll, I'll uh, you know, I'll flash fry it or uh. <laughs> You know, I'll, uh, I'll blue fry it or whatever, whatever, blue flame it or whatever the fuck oh, it is. I hate that. You know, and I'm just like, but man, like undercooked chicken, when you take a bite, you're like, nope. I don't, I don't want this anymore. <laughs> so I know you through your wife, the fabulous Miss Casey. Um, and she was on a very early, one of the first episodes of Wings with Friends, her and Tanya and Jen, and we had a hoot. And she had a really epic wing story that I still kind of quote about her eating the tequila lime wings from Costco and just going to town. Oh, I she's told me this story. And then she looks down and there's like all the quills like hadn't been like shooked off of the wing and she won't eat wings no, after she that. No, she, she will try one every once in a while. But for the most part, she will not eat meat off the bone. Yeah, we had to get her boneless, which I'm kind of against on this podcast because it's not... Those are, chi- those are chicken nuggets exactly. at that point. Like, yeah. they're not boneless wings. They're just, they're chicken nuggets. Chicken like, nugs. You, or you can call them, you know, like, or Papa John's has a fun name for them. They're like, they're chicken poppers. They're, <laughs> chi- they're still chicken nuggets, but I mean, yeah. okay, good job, Papa John's. Boneless like, wings or vegan wings. You know, those are just like, kind of like chicken nuggets or soy nuggets. Yeah. Um, very cool. Yeah, so she's great. I wish she would have came here today because uh, I like her so much. Um, so maybe next time. Next time, yeah. Stuck with you. Right. Uh. <laughs> it's like getting that shitty door prize on the prices, right? Hey, you didn't make it to the final round or you didn't win, you know, the final price is right. But hey, we got these lovely parting gifts for you. 
Oh, what is it? Like China. It's, uh, it, look, we know you were trying to get the Nintendo Switch, but down here we have kind of like the like Chinese knockoff. <laughs> um, it's the, you know, Mimendo bitch. So just kind of take it. <laughs> just take it. You know, it works kind of the same, but, you know, you're instead of like Super Mario, you just got, you know, Uber Mario. <laughs> you just pick up rides all day, so. So... Greg, you are uh, a self-titled, like, nerd, okay? I've always known you to be kind of a nerd. Like, I always thought of you, or if you asked me to describe you, I'm like, oh, he's a comic book guy. They do Comic-Con. Um, you're an artist. You do things on the computer. <laughs> this is where, like, my knowledge kind of ends. things on the computer and the internet and the downloads <laughs> and the the hub the, the, the no, I do. I do uh, graphic design. I do 3D modeling. Um, I've started getting into um, animation again. Cool. Um, I want to do uh, visual effects, like I did a little bit um, for a friend of mine um, for one, his independent film that he's still working on. Um, so I like being creative. Like it's kind of like it's my outlet. And it's kind of I don't. I'm gonna be like it keeps me sane. It keeps me grounded. Um, no, I just have a lot of shit running through my head. I want to you know put it out there and. And if people like it, awesome. People don't, you know. I mean, fine. It's, it's you know, somebody somebody will enjoy it. I mean, yes, yeah. I think so. I like to think so. I mean, people enjoy uh, Andy Warhol a lot, and I just still can't wrap my brain around that <laughs> fucking shit. Um, I mean, I'm not saying Andy Warhol was a shitty artist. I just, you know, he's a great, he was a great uh, pioneer for what would be basically graphic design, yeah. in my opinion. And I mean, everybody can disagree with me. You know, that's fine. Um, opinions are opinions. Um, you know, it's like assholes. Everybody has one. Uh, and, but like when I was in high school and my art teacher, um, who's actually still, who, who's actually a local artist as well. Um, Carolyn Lavender, she is an amazing local artist. Uh, we would do art history and I would fucking nail everybody else and we get to Warhol. I'd be like, piss. And one day I was like, shit. She goes, Greg, shut up. And I go, uh, what? I'm, I'm calling it for what it is. Um, but then I love John Michelle Basquiat, who, um, if you look at his art, his art is, it, it's like, you know, it's very, um, simplistic. He did graffiti art, um, not like in the way you would think it, that it would be, but he did kind of like really street art and kind of really like, I think like raw, just like, you know, raw energy, like pieces. And he, but he loved, but he loved Warhol. Mm. And so I'm like, I'm like, why? Like, I love Basquiat. And like, and even um, Carolyn, she, when I was her student, she's like, Greg, you love Basquiat. But she's like, why do you hate Warhol so much? Like, he loved Warhol. And I go, I don't fucking know. Like, I guess just painting a Campbell soup can in like different colors or different shades just doesn't click with me. Or doing portraits as stencils with different colors and shit doesn't connect. But Basquiat, I think he's rad as shit. Uh, Leon Golub, who did uh, dry brush paintings of the human condition and they were fucking these, like, amazing, emotional, like, just fucking brutal pieces on, like, the realism of how shitty humanity is. I'm like, these are fucking awesome. But Warhol can't fucking be like, I love his shit. I'd be like, eh. <laughs> I like Warhol. Um, I, I like the era. And then um, I also read the, um, and like the movie I Shot Andy Warhol about Valerie Solanas, who had the scum manifesto, and she, uh, I guess it shouldn't be celebrated, but uh, I think during, in high school, I was kind of into that, and I, like, read it, and was like, oh, interesting, but um, I've liked 
some of his work, but I'm not an artist and I don't I don't see it with the same eye. But I think that's neat how you're passionate about it. So, but I mean, um, and I draw all the time. I there's so many artists, like even like local artists that are friends of mine that I really love. Um, and uh, Corinne Woodward, I don't know if that's still her last name, but I went, she was in my art class. She's an amazing artist. Like her her shit is awesome. She does a lot of. Um, like nature pieces and, and other stuff. And I always give her shit cause I'll, I'll comment like, this looks fucking awesome, but it's missing some skulls. <laughs> um, and then, you know, I have, uh, my friend Jason Gonzalez who worked for uh, Todd McFarlane at the McFarlane company as part of like the, their design team, Todd's like brain trust of like, you know, coming up with designs and other, sh- and other stuff. Um, he's a great local artist. He is also a comic book artist that I really adore. Um, he does a, a, a luchador comic book called uh, La Mano del Destino. Um, and if you get a chance to look it up, um, it's definitely worth reading. It's definitely worth picking up. He's got another book coming out. Um, you know, he's amazing. Uh, a bunch of my friends that are tattoo artists. Uh, I really love, you know, I mean, their work, I mean, a lot of them, a lot of the work I have tattooed on me is by them. So, oh, really? I mean, obviously, like, I like them a, lo- a lot to, you know, uh, get you know let them tattoo my body um you know like tyler N- nalay um and andrew uh i can't remember his last name from black lotus tattoo alan gilbert um jacob betts and uh jason anthony from golden rule um bunch of rad dudes do a bunch of rad shit um and it pushes me to be a better artist but also to like people that i follow on instagram and and even, you know, my love for Disney, which is, like, one thing that brought me and, you know, my wife Casey together was we both love Disney. And, like, their era of, like, traditional 2D animation is, in my opinion, some of the greatest next to, like, you know, um, Hanna-Barbera and, uh, like, old Bugs Bunny stuff. We need to talk about some Hanna-Barbera here in a minute because it's the one thing I know a little bit about. Yeah. But while you're saying that, I'm thinking, how exciting, because we're right here in the middle of the Roosevelt Arts District. Um and I, sometimes I feel like a fraud, uh, <laughs> but then I'm like, oh, I'm kind of an artist too. I mean, I'm a, as a comedian, I think I am. Did you see this art that I purchased? I did. This is by um, El Moises, and he is a Chicano artist. He did a lot of the murals around town. I think he moved to. He's in Albuquerque now. Um, but I just purchased that. It's called uh, Angelito Retro, and I follow him on Instagram. And his stuff is really cool. Just. A lot of Chicano stuff, and and he described it as, like, stuff he grew up with mixed with, you know, this kind of Latin flair. I had another one that was a, another angel, and what I like about it is these angels have, like, tattoos, mm-hmm. and, like, um, this one was holding, like, the sacred heart, and I gave it to my good friend Bill, um, but uh, because I don't have a lot of room in here. And I'm not even sure this goes with... The rest of the apartment? No, it stands out. I mean, not to be an <laughs> asshole, but the rest of your apartment looks like it'd be an ad for... Um, like West Elm or like something? Like West Elm or uh, whatever, like Pottery Barn. Yeah, I am. You know? I was trying to have like a bougie Instagram apartment. Like, it just kind of seems like, you know, the shit that you, like, that you saw in Fight Club where they're just like, oh, like this. Like, you know, I ordered the, you know, the glasses that have like the imperfections in it so that way I know like it's made by hand and, you know, <laughs> like... You know, Greg, my, my $200 so, rug that, you know, looks like it's hand woven by, you know, you know, uh, Vietnamese refugees in order to make, you know, $2 American. Jeez. Listen, 
I went from like a house in Gilbert to a tiny apartment and I was like, I want to curate this and I want to, I want to get it filled. I want to get it like done. And yeah, I did. I wanted that because I'm not good at like design and stuff. But you like what you like. Like you, you, you put stuff in your home or your apartment that you enjoy coming home to. Like every time I go in, like when I go look at homes or I go look at apartments, um, back when like we were apartment hunting and looking at stuff. I hated going into like model apartments. I love model apartments. Because like I walk in and then they're just like, yeah, there's like all this, and like you can do this. And I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ. Like this is like fuck, this is a really white person apartment. Like <laughs> and and I say that and like again, I am like I'm very white. Like I'm I'm a ginger, so I'm very fucking pale if I didn't have my tattoos. But like my apartment that me and me and Casey have uh is Decorated in art, in spooky shit, horror movies, movies, anime, Disney, Halloween. That's you guys. That's so you but guys. But that's what I mean. Yeah. It's like you put stuff in your, in your home. That, like, this one is like me trying to be a basic bitch. Well, I'll give you a certified A+. Plus. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know if this I've is ever a, known. It's an A+, plus with a, uh, uh, a uh, secondary major in PSL. So What's P? Pumpkin spice latte? I've never had a pumpkin spice latte in my life. Uh, well, I'll take that as a compliment. Thank you. No, yeah, it's very Target, very West Elm. But I wanted that. Um, you guys love Disney. I wish I loved anything as much as the Bruno Holmes's love Disney. <coughs> Which is funny because for, for a All few right. years. Excuse me. Uh, for a few years when I was in high school, I hated Disney. Like, mm-hmm. even, like, a little bit in the college. Like, did you start liking it when you met Casey, though? Or did No, you- so I loved Disney growing up, and then I hit that age, like, when you're a teenager, and you're like, fuck big corporations, man. Like, fuck <laughs> big business. Like, Disney's just a fucking conglomerate, man. <laughs> like, they just want to fucking buy everything. Growing which, up in like, the 90s, that'll you know, do it. And, but, like, I loved going to Disney. I loved Disneyland. I loved, you know... Going like my first movie in a movie theater was Oliver and Company, and I had mm-hmm. a cat that looked exactly like Oliver from the movie, and I named him <laughs> Oliver. And um, like there were those years where I hated Disney, and I was going to school for video game design, and my mom's like, "Well, what if you know Disney offers you a job?" I go, "I wouldn't work with fucking Disney. Like fuck them. Like they're just you know fucking you know they, you know like they don't they don't really like have any creativity." And then like after I got out of school and. I was like living on my own and I was doing more art to get out there. I realized that I was using a lot of Disney as reference. Huh. And I was like, and I was like, you know what? I really don't hate Disney. Like I don't, it's not like, you know, people like everybody can sit there and, you know, like today in today's age, like everybody's like, Oh, like, you know, Disney raised the prices to like price people out and this shit and that. And, and but I'm sitting there I'm like, well, not to be an asshole, but maybe if you didn't spend your money on other dumb shit and you really wanted to fucking go, like, <laughs> you can save and go. Like, it's it's that thing where if you really want something, you'll make it happen. Well, what I always thought is people who like Disney this much, one thing I am jealous is of is you always know what to get your partner. Like, you can always, you know, if you don't know what to get her, you could always get two tickets to Disney and go, you know, in a couple of months or whatever. Or you can get, I don't know, like something Disney and she'll love it. Um, you guys are you're just telling me you're going there for your anniversary? Yeah, we well we, got, we got engaged there in October. In yeah, February. To, like you, you always know. know where to get engaged, where to get married. What's well, your? Well, it team? was always it was always um, 
when I started, when me and Casey started dating, because um, this will be our fifth fifth year together total. Yeah, fifth year. Um, is when we started going out and like we were talking and you know I was like, well, you know I really you know I like cartoons, I like um, anime and stuff like that, and it was always like a big thing for me to be upfront with everybody and also being straight edge, you know, no drinking or drugs and. Um, and she's like, oh, I love Disney. So I want to work there. Um, still do. And I've been on the Walt Disney Studios lot in Burbank. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was like, for everybody when they're like, oh, like, you know, I met, you know, like pe- most people, they're like, oh, I met this, you know, athlete that I always look up to or idolize or I got to finally see a game in XY Stadium or you know, for my favorite team or some shit. And like, it was like a fucking religious experience. Like, that's what it was for me, like walking through the Walt Disney Studios and seeing um, not only like uh, what what are called uh, gesture drawings uh-huh. that are quick, obviously gestures of movement for animation by this gentleman named Glenn Keane who worked on Beauty, who one of the movies he worked on was Beauty and the Beast and uh-huh. he did a lot of the animation, he did all the animation um, for the Beast and I got to see his gestures for it, for when the Beast kind of like comes down the stairways and spins around and yells at Belle and or growls at her, and I got to flip through, and I was like, holy shit, that's fucking amazing. And I got to see all these other things, and 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 the one thing that I saw that was, like, for me, it was, like, one of those religious experiences was um, Steamboat Willie and, and, and Sorcerer's Apprentice are, are two of my favorite Disney animations. Are those the very first ones? Steamboat Willie is one of the first ones, and then uh, Sorcerer's Apprentice is um, part of Fantasia, mm-hmm. where it's, like, Mickey, where he's wearing the, the mm-hmm. magician's hat, which actually I have tattooed on me. Um, Nerd. Yep. And uh, they they don't want to burp into the mic. All that food and soda, it's like, oh, yeah. I'm so full. And okay. it was seeing an original frame of Steamboat Willie drawn by Walt himself. Cool. Um, and then seeing, like, the machine they used back in the day to create, like, a 3D scene, um, which is, like, a multi-camera system. So it's, like, a giant... Um, it's like this really tall, almost like scaffold type of thing that has different layers on it. And they put the camera on top and they put the different layers on so that when they go through, it looks like you're going through almost like a 3D scene mm-hmm. in the, you know, but it's all, you know, hand drawn and painted. And, you know, everybody, like people can sit there and say Disney's buying everything, Disney's taking over, Disney's an evil corporation, all this other shit. And I go, yeah, but, you know, how many companies, how many companies are really legit a good company? Um, you know, there's always something under the, uh, you know, in the closet that they don't want to get out. Sure. And with Disney, they, they, I mean, they're good at what they're doing and they're, and, and like their quality that they keep in animation, it, whether it's 2D or 3D is amazing. And it's always been something that's inspired me because the people that have worked for them that, you know, from wall to, you know, the original animators to the current guys are amazing. Um, and so, but building that with my wife that she loves it just as much was awesome because then, you know, it was something like, okay, cool. I, I, you love Disney. I love Disney. Perfect. Because when Beauty and the Beast came out on uh, Blu-ray, when they re-released it from the vault, as mm-hmm. Disney now puts it, or, you know, well, you know, states, <clears throat> they, um, I'd gotten a gift card to Target and at the time, I was living with uh, my roommate, Chris, who's also an animator. 
And so we go to Target to grab some stuff. And I go, I'm, you know, I'm like, I'm buying fucking Beauty and the Beast if they have it. And we're sitting there going, like, looking at it. And so I'm, like, 6'2", bald with a beard. Chris is about 6'1", <laughs> long, you know, like, long hair, beard. Um, you know, we, we literally look like two, you know, like, scruffy, like scruffy bachelors that are just, you know, kind of just, like, living their own life. And we're sitting there, like, you know, like, oh, look at this. Like, they included stuff on how they made it, how they did the 3D scene in the ballroom <laughs> and all this other shit. But, like, the people looking at it were, like, smiling and pointing, you know. Um, I'm sure people are, like, the fuck it? Why are they so fucking happy over Beauty and the Beast? Like, what the <laughs> fuck? And when I went to go check out at Target, the lady goes, oh, you buying this for, like, your sister or somebody? It's a gift. I go, no, it's for me. And she's, like, looks at me, looks at my roommate. I go, he's my roommate. And I go, we're animators. Like, we're buying this because we, like, enjoy we enjoy animation. She's, like, oh, okay, that's, I mean, that's cool. I don't have to explain my life choices to you, lady. <clears throat> and just, like, and the way she said it was just, like, hey, look, if you guys are gay, that's fine. You don't have, and I was, like, looking at her, and Chris is looking at me, like, and then literally, like, as Chris buys his, after we get our stuff and Chris pays for his shit and we're walking off, he goes, what's wrong with that bitch? <laughs> and he says it's where she can hear it. And I just start laughing. I'm like, dude, like, let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs> just order it online like everyone else. Yeah. Just kidding. That's hilarious. So, Getting judged for buying Beauty and the Beast. But, I mean, but also, I mean, I watch anime as well. So, yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a bigger judgment than me, like, watching Disney because, you know, everybody's like, oh, you watch anime. Oh, God, like. I got shit for it in high school, and like, like, oh, like, oh, you like Japanese cartoons? Like, American cartoons are way fucking better. And I'm like, I only like Speed Racer. That's anime, right? Yeah, it is. I only liked Speed Racer when I was a kid because I think it would come in on the same block as He Man and She Ra. <coughs> and that brings me to the discussion I want to have about He Man and She Ra because this is the only cartoons I love. <laughs> this is the Hanna Barbera era. Yes, Shira is and is all, is my all time favorite cartoon. I did try to go back and watch it, like on Netflix or um, on YouTube, and it's I way different now, isn't it? And watching it now, yeah. And you know what I realized? The voice of Shira is like this old lady. These are like old Hollywood washed up actors as the uh, as the voices. Yeah, like her voice is like, oh dear, you know, it, it's weird. And then the the men are like. Well, it's like Ron Burgundy era or something. I don't know. It was a trip. Well, what's funny is cartoons back then were were sold were were based off of toy lines. Um, I thought it was the other way around. Well, so they had to have a toy line to sell the show, <laughs> and they had to show that they could market it. So they both went hand in hand. So it was like you couldn't have one without the other. You couldn't have a toy line unless you had something to sell with it. Yeah, because you merch. needed something to. Get the kids it. to want to go buy the stuff. Yeah, and you know, like the like Netflix series, the toys we know, I think is what it's called. Um, they go into that about oh. He Man and and other toys, and um, you know, and it's kind of funny because like I look back and I go, I'm like, fuck, that is kind of true. I mean, like you had He Man, you had Thundercats, you had um, GI Joe, GI Joe. Um, G.I. Joe was really more about patriotism, but I mean, like, you could, if you could sell... You stole those figures, though. You you bought them. <clears throat> you know, if you, if you could sell something along with that to, like, to get people to be like, yeah, fuck yeah, America. Like, America, fuck yeah. You know, freedom cost a buck oh five. And... <laughs> Jem. Jem had yeah. really great merch. Um, I just really liked that it was, you know, it was a cartoon for girls, and she was a hero. Not that I realized it back then, you know, not like I was all well, woke feminist and, back then. Well, and it's, it's, it was funny because, 
you know, she, it was like, you know, they, they, it was back then for like, for that to be, like that was for its time was, was fairly, you know, uh, groundbreaking because you're like, here you have a series where a female is the hero. A female is the one, you know, saving everybody. But I mean, you could still tell when you watch it, they still kind of probably had like restraints on how far they could go and what they could do. And... I don't know. You know, but I mean, I haven't watched series in the longest time, so I could be completely fucking wrong. But well, I mean, it was the classic story of any, like even Star Wars, right? Like there was this rebellion, there was an evil, you know. It, it was probably basically Star Wars if you think about I it. I mean, it, well, it also kind of mimicked He Man too. I mean, well, the, it was a spinoff. Well, yeah, Shira was his sister, and she was like kind of which is fucking weird because i remember watching like the he-man she-ra like movie there and, was never and, a he-man she-ra movie well, no it was, it was like an animated film like where they met each other like where he found out that he had a sister that was like an episode like a crossover well episode? they had no it was like a, it was like well they did they, like, it was like a probably multi-part episode yeah. but i remember watching it like they put it out on like a vhs tape um which is what we had before dvds for anybody listening who's you, you know, know what when you in, said that i thought of it and i've seen it the thick white case. Yeah, the thick white plastic the, cases that would uh, even like and the, the sound that it made. Like when the you pop it up. and like the yeah. And I guess all the Disney movies kind of came like that they too. Did, yeah, well, that's what. But well, I yeah. remember just studying the pic. I loved, for me and still, I love the the art. I like the colors. I like how beautiful everybody was. I like their costumes and their hair. There are lots of pink and purple, which is what I really like to look at. And w- one of those cases, you know, like you just kind of look at every picture. It was so fun. Yeah. So they um. So I saw it with that, and. I thought it was cool. I'm like, oh, this is fucking rad. And then what's even funnier is that the main villain for Shira, whose name was Hordak, um, like year, obviously, you know, decade or millennium, however, you know, whatever. Like when I was, you know, in the 80s. Yeah. So when I was in some early 2000s, when I was in college, um, I found a metal band. I don't know if they're from the U.S. or from Europe called Hordak. (laughs) I was like, oh, this is fucking awesome. And one of their shirts is the fucking villain. And I'm like, they probably got a huge cease and desist for that after a while, because <laughs> like, there's no like changing to his like to what the character was. Like, you're like, that's fucking Hordak from from Shira. So yeah, he was an interesting villain. I still think of Skeletor, but that was He-Man's <laughs> villain. Um, no, that's it, like they were twins. They were separated, and they went into you know the, her realm. And I think in the crossover, at first they were enemies, He-Man and She-Ra. Yeah, like, we thought they were. And then they <clears throat> but realized. But I think like, before they found out that they were brother and sister, I think even he, even He-Man was kind of like, he's pretty hot. <laughs> what did I learn? What did we learn there? Like, um, uh, that two incest don't make a right. <laughs> what was He-Man's friend's name? Which one? Okay, so Man at Arms. Yeah, there's Man at Arms. Man at Arms and Tila was the, was his, his was Man at Arms' daughter. I think Man at Arms is the one that like rescued the other baby. Like he had some part in the backstory. Oh, uh, he rescued, and then I don't know how uh, he might how, have thrown her into the. I don't think he threw her in there. I think like some like another soldier took her in there, or no, like Hordak, um, Hordak's witch, like took her maybe or whatever some <gasps> she was raised she was bad i just watched this not that long ago she was she was raised by um by the, the witch or whatever yeah, the bad lady and then they were telling her you know you gotta go attack them so she did but then at some point she came to life and she's like i have a brother you know yeah that whole like oh shit oh he's hot Right. <laughs> okay, I'm glad we got that out. I, I feel bad. Like, I feel bad that I found him attractive, and then he's probably like, 
Oh, man, I really <laughs> feel bad about last night in my sock. Shit. But also, they're both two people, too. You know, like, she was, was it Aurora? Adora. Adora. Adora, yeah. And then um, She-Ra. And then he was um, Adam. Yeah. And He-Man. Do you like that his cat was, like, super scared until they changed over, and then he was like, Rah. Yeah, he was all like, like my, <laughs> my name's Cringer. Oh, <laughs> shit. I still have the dolls. Uh, I have the castle. I have Mermista's little, uh, like, pool. Uh, it's at my mom's house. I wonder if I should try to sell them. I don't know. Um, that's fun. I miss, I like that. The thing is, too, like, because you couldn't record stuff or have everything on demand, you know, when it was on, it was like, ha, like, you're just really, like, you're, 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 you're glued, you're glued to it, or you had to wait till the summer for reruns, Mm -hmm. and then you got really fucked on Sundays when they decided not to show cartoons, like, past, like, a certain time, and you woke up, and then you're like, oh, sweet, I'm gonna go watch some cartoons, because it's, like, maybe, like, 9.30, and you're like, all right, cool, I can catch, like, you know, G.I. Joe or Transformers, whatever the fuck, or, you know, whatever Sunday cartoons were. And then you get royally screwed because it's the fucking Mormon, like, tabernacle choir and, like, <laughs> whatever the fucking event it was. And you're like, God or damn Sunday it. football kind of ruined some things, too, yeah. for me. Monday Night Football used to ruin Punky Brewster for me sometimes. So um, I was just like, I'd wake up and be like, oh, what the fuck is this? <laughs> and they'd be, like, they'd be sitting there and I'm like, it's got to be over soon. And then, like, I'd go back at 10 o'clock and be like, cartoons! Ah, oh, fuck, it's still on. Um, for Saturdays, for me, I watched, like, Muppet Babies. I liked um, Heathcliff with the Alley Cats. And uh, that's all I really remember. But then after, if you waited too long, it would get into more educational or dumb programming. Yeah. Or, you know, um, they do, like, a quick, like, infomercial. Yeah. <clears throat> then you know. But, like, I, woke, like- I woke up and I, I would watch, like, Voltron, Transformers, G.I. Joe, but some of those weren't those um, weekday cur- cartoons? Some of them were, and, like, whatever was on the, and, like, I remember watching GoBots, which is, like, the, you know, cheap version of Transformers, as people put it. But I was like, fuck it. It's more robots. I'm stoked. <laughs> um, and then I watched, like, uh, and then I remember, like, late at night, like, USA Network would have, like, some, like, late night cartoon, like, it was, like, the USA, like, late night cartoon express or whatever. Oh. Um. Or it might have been there. I don't remember. I just remember watching it as a kid, like, late at night. So I don't know if they re-showed it at night huh. just to, like, you know, be, you know, like, just put something in that time slot. But, it, like, I would watch them, like, Captain Caveman, Dino Riders. Um, there was, like, Mask, which is, like, where cars are, trans, you know, vehicles are transformed and they'd wear like, these cool masks and shit. Um, the luminaries and Humanoids. I watched a shit ton of cartoons as a kid. Yeah. No, I grew out of it. <laughs> yeah, I did it. I still watch cartoons. Let me ask you this. Uh, excuse me. I don't know. I'm so congested today. Um, you mentioned that you're straight edge, and I've always known you as somebody who doesn't drink, um, and you're always really good to, like, take somebody home, like, like drop somebody off because you're sober. Is that, obviously, it's a conscious choice. Have you always been? Like, tell me about your decision so, to be straight edge. Like, growing up, like, so growing up. Do you put X's on your hands? I used to when I used to go to shows. Okay. But, like, a lot of bars would actually do, that's how... Like the X's came to be was like you'd go to a like, you know Your back in the age. old old New York hardcore you know old hardcore punk days like bars would put X's on underage kids' hands so that the bar wouldn't serve them alcohol, um, and then it just kind of became a thing for straight edge kids. Uh, and every once in a while, like if I'm feeling froggy, I'll do it. If I'm going to like you know if I know it's like an all straight edge show, like I'll you know be like fuck it, let's do it. like old time <laughs> sake, um, fuck it. <clears throat> but um, but I grew up. 
And I was like, you know what? Like, I'm going to, I'm going to be like, you know, like it never came into my mind about being straight edge. Like I like punk rock music. I like, you know, metal. And, um, and I was like, you know what? Like, fuck it. I'm not going to, you know, drugs are stupid and whatever, you know, I was like, you know, like, but drinking, you know, just, you know, just be responsible. Like it's simple. Like it's fucking a no brainer. Um, and then as I got older, like, I, I, I was like, well, I'll still be responsible. Like I'll, you know, I won't, I'm not going to do like to go out and, at 21 and get fucking shit housed and, and do that whole blackout, like 21 bullshit. Um, and then I had an uncle who, uh, who was my mom's brother. She, he, um, he had issues with drugs and alcohol and he kind of cleaned himself up and, you know, um, he didn't really come around as much and he was trying to, and, um, you know, long story short, he ended up passing away of cirrhosis of the liver, which is when you're, it's basically alcoholism. And, um, he, he was buried up in, you know, Las Vegas where my mom, you know, my mom hired a private detective. That's where they found him. And he had passed away months, you know, before the, the detective found him. So, you know, and the only number he had apparently on him was for one of my mom's sisters who had passed away a few years previous. And, um, at that point I was like, shit, like, Maybe, and I'm like, okay, you know what, like, I'll just, like, let me give this some more thought. And then, at one point, I was just like, fuck it, like, it's not worth it. Like, you know, I saw my friends, like, <clears throat> you know, at that, you know, in high school, like, when you get, like, you know, junior, senior years, like, people kind of start having those parties where you, you know, they somehow get their hands on alcohol and, mm-hmm. and whatever. And I just, I never saw the point. Like, I never saw the point in, um, it just kind of came to him, like, fuck, like, uh, like, everybody's like, oh, I got fucking shit house this weekend. Oh, cool, what'd you do? Man, I got so fucking shit. I can't. I can barely remember. I'm like, fuck. That sounds horrible. Like, yeah. I mean, cool. Like, yeah. Okay. You went and you got shit. You got. You know. You got drunk. You know. You drank a lot. But if you don't remember what else you did, like, how do you know you had fun? Yeah. You've had the worst fucking time in the world, and you're just telling yourself you had fun (laughs) because like I got drunk. So like, you know, if I get drunk, then I have fun and I have a good time. And then it just kind of like went from there. And then, but I never. I didn't. You know, fully really claim like, oh, I'm straight edge until I hit 22. Because a lot of people will do, like, I'm straight edge, and, you know, they'll be straight. They'll be like, I'm straight edge. Fuck drugs. Fuck alcohol. And then they turn 21. Um, like, my next fiance of mine, uh, she turns 21. She's like, oh, I'm going to fucking drink. Uh. And so, like, I waited until I was 22, and then I have, like, three big X's on my back for straight edge. I have another straight edge tattoo on my shin. Uh, and so it's, it's been a conscious decision, and everybody always would think that it's a, it was a religious decision because for a while I was very you know, into being Christian and, and, and all that. And then I, I grew out of it because I didn't feel at home. Like I felt out of place there. Yeah. And, um, which is funny because most people are like, oh, I feel so at home, like, you know, at the church and, you know, when <laughs> I met Jesus and, and that's cool. And I'm, I'm happy for people. If that's where you, if that's where you feel at home and, and you feel that, you know, you're, you're making a difference and cool, good for you. I don't believe in that anymore. I believe in something different, but <clears throat> for me, it was, it was, it's always been a conscious decision. And if people want to drink and do that, that's their choice. Like, I'm not going to sit there and lord over and be like, look, you know, like drugs are bad. And like, you, <laughs> people know drugs are bad. Like they've seen shit. And if you're still going to choose to do them, then that's your fucking choice. Right. No matter amount of me saying something or anybody else is really going to change somebody's mind unless like they have like a real fucking close call. But yeah, well, that's really cool. You've always seemed very tolerant. Like, I know when you're hanging around when us girls are like hanging out and drinking, like you're. You God, see- you guys are all fucking annoying at that point. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I bet it can be uh, annoying, but you seem pretty tolerant, though. To it's, an extent. But again, it's it's <clears throat> it, you know it's it. I mean, what am I gonna do? So they be like, "Fuck, guys, just stop drinking, like shit." <laughs> like, 
you know, and I mean, everybody's always been really cool. You guys have always been really cool about it. And I mean, I used to work, I used to be a bouncer at bars. Uh-huh. I'm sorry, security, because, you know, bouncer's a dirty word, apparently. Oh, it is. I don't know. Somebody's like, we don't, it's like, it's security. F- whatever. Fucking bouncer. I don't give a <laughs> shit. That's what I did. All right. I'm proud to say that I was a bouncer. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I, so I was around it all the time. And it's just like, for some people, you, you got to give them the, you got to really just kind of like give people the benefit of the doubt, or mm-hmm. you just got to really kind of give people a little bit of leeway. Cause like, some people, they have a problem, and you can tell when they're, like, they're just there just yeah. to get drunk because they have to have it. Yeah. Um, other people, you can kind of tell, like, they, maybe they had a really shitty day or something really shitty happened, and they just kind of want to, you know, that's how they know how to cope. Mm-hmm. And so I always try to make sure at least, like, at, you know, at that point, like, people get home safely. Yeah, um, that's really cool. That's I mean, so, really nice of you. I don't, I haven't hung out and drank too much lately, you know, and, but, um. No, I respect that. I, I'm not a big drinker. Um, I think I stopped drinking for a while when I quit smoking, because it was just very difficult. Well, a lot of for a lot of people it goes hand in hand, but yeah. again, it's like, you know, to 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 quit to kind of quit that is a that's a big ordeal in of itself. Yeah. And I guess and what's funny is like one of my pet peeves is like when people find out I'm straight, it's like, oh, I guess I'm kind of straight edge. I mean, like. You know, I don't, uh, you know, I don't smoke anymore, but, you know, I, I have a drink every once in a while. And I'm just like. That's not straight edge. And I just went, I was like, well, not to be an asshole, but I'm going to be at this point. That's not really being, it's not straight edge. It's not what it means. Like, it's not like, you know, oh, I, I kind of cut back on it. So, I mean, I'm kind of straight edge. No, you're not. It's like, not to be a dick, but like being straight edge is kind of like you don't do it at all. It's a and, really conscious choice. It's a really intentional. And it's a very like, like. It's a, is it militant? It's a, it's a, it's it, a punk version of being sober. Th- yeah. There, I mean, there's some people, like, there's some straight edge kids that are, like, extremely militant where, like, you know, they see people drinking, they'll get into fights with them. They'll, you know, you know, slap a cigarette out of somebody's hand. Oh and, and, um, you know, and, and, and I mean, and, and they do, st- and it's, you know, it's, it's, that's, I mean, if that's their choice and that's how they're going to. I accidentally found myself at a straight edge show <coughs> once and I was like, oh, fuck my life. <laughs> No, I went to North Carolina to visit my brother, and, like, he's, like, you know, he's, like, what do you want to do? I'm, like, oh, I want to go see some live music or, you know, have drinks. Okay. So, we go to this club, and... I'm kind of curious as to what band was playing. That I have been. no idea, but they were just super punk, and, like, and one of them, and just, like, you know, they danced real crazy, and when somebody was, like, said something about straight edge... What if, uh, they're very extreme about it. And then I realized, I was like, fuck. And I, I was the only one drinking. Like, they sold beer and wine, but it was North Carolina, so it was probably, like, 3% or something. It was just <laughs> You're not. just like, fuck, I'm around Greg's people. I didn't know Shit. you then. This oh, was a okay. long time ago. <laughs> fuck. It was like, yeah, it was like 2003. Oh, you know, yeah, I'm like, I just graduated high school. Like I was a year like previous. 22, you know. I'm like, let's party. My brother never knew where to go. <laughs> Apparently not. His uh, friend, you know, took us to this place, and I was like, oh, these kids are straight edge. And I was like, great. <laughs> well. That was my <laughs> I was getting full before I was getting drunk, trying to drink these Bud Lights. Like, oh. But um, that was my experience. I'm drinking that. bread. <laughs> Fuck. No, I, it's, it's funny. And, what's, and <laughs> there was, I can't remember what show I was at, and a friend showed up, and they're like, where can I buy the beer? And I go, dude, this is a straight edge show. Like, there ain't no fucking beer. Yeah. And they're like, what the fuck did you bring me to? I go, no, I told you well before that this was not going to be a show with drinking. 
but you didn't fucking listen, so this is your fault. Okay, Greg, you're a really funny guy. I need your help with some jokes. I'll try. You want to help me? I'll try. Okay. This is maybe a new segment. I don't know, but I need to bounce ideas off of somebody. So my first premise right now, this really happened, and this is something I'm kind of dealing with um, because it's weird uh, in a way, is I have an ex who died, but I don't know if I can really call him my ex because he was always dating other people. Like, I I always thought I was going to, you know, soon we would be together and I would be numero uno. But I turns out I was always the side chick. So much that I found out he died three weeks late. <laughs> so it's like you, you, you get all the sadness without... Without any, any of the closure, yeah, or the rights. Like you know, I don't. I didn't get to go to a funeral. And one joke I was, I, not that I would have. I don't think I would have because I. And here's joke number one: if I would have went to his funeral, I bet there would have been a group of girls in the back row crying that looked just like me. Right, you would have been. There would have been Monday, Tuesday, <laughs> Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and then you probably were Saturday. <laughs> oh, so that's a that's a so big you get deal. you get the weekend. I think but it was then Tuesday his, during football season. But then, um. The wife was always Sunday because she's the one that was always on her knees that day. Ah! <laughs> but I mean, and I th- and like, but I think it's the 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 thing with dudes that, that do side chicks is it's like when you go to a fast food. Like we go through drive through fast food. <laughs> is you're gonna, like you go there, you're like you know, I'm just gonna get my usual. You know, I'm just gonna get my number two or whatever meal that you always get, and then you're like, you know what though, I'm gonna treat myself today. <laughs> And you get like a milkshake or like, you know, a cookie or you, or, you know, you're feeling real froggy. You're like, you know, I'm going to get some, I'm going to get, uh, I'm going to get an order of onion rings and an extra soda to go with them. Like just, you know, own little snacky meal. <laughs> and, you know, that's like, and that's like your three way. So, you know, like you're, you're, you know, you're stepping out big time with the <laughs> onion rings and the extra drink, you know, that would be your joke if this was your joke. But I think with that, like you, it's like, you know, there's a guy, it's like, you're like. There's a guy I was seeing, and I found out that he died of cancer three weeks later. Um, it's like, I, you know, if, if I, if, if I would have had the chance to go to the funeral, like, what would you say? Like, how would you, like, present yourself? Like, oh, how did you know him? <sighs> um, his favorite song was uh, was Shake by the Yin Yang Twins and Pitbull, so... Um, <laughs> You know, I used to put a hump on my back and, uh, you know, lift it up, so. <laughs> How did you know him? You, I don't think you'd have to say anything. I bet his ex-wife would be like, oh, I know exactly who all these girls are. But that would be even worse. Like, I think that would be worse for the for the wife, the widow, because you're just like. Well, they were divorced. Oh. In the but joke, even, maybe they don't have to be. But, I mean, even still, that's just kind of like the shitty thing is because it's just like, if we got divorced, how many of you were on the menu when we were dating, when we were married? Like you're in a threesome with these women, you don't even know it. Yeah. Ugh. It's like you, it's like your Eskimo cousins. So seriously, or like your secret scissor sisters. Gross. And this is where the joke takes the horrible turn. <laughs> like, oh, you're the one that he bought that camera for, but you didn't like it, so then it ended up being my gift. Right. Or oh my gosh, one va- like. A f- Wait, hold on. I think I know who you are. You were in his phone as like Domino's. <laughs> <laughs> or were you Kentucky Fried Chicken? Which one were you? Um, my let's see. There was one Valentine's Day where I got a Valentine's lunch. You know, he took me to we we a lunch date, Ooh. and he picked me up from work, and um, I was so excited. 
and I remember getting the card and gave me this little like Valentine thingy. I turned around and looked in the back seat and there's a bag with like three more Valentine thingies in it. Like, oh, he just had to do all his Valentine shopping at once. <laughs> That's awesome. He probably went through, he was like, okay, let's see, dark chocolate for this bitch, regular for this <laughs> other one, caramels for this other one. <laughs> I'm going to get a weight loss basket for this one bitch. Oh, uh, that would be me. No. He, <laughs> that's so... And you know what, though, if you look at it... Excuse me. Uh, stock boy, uh, where do you keep your uh, Rufalin? <laughs> it's Valentine's Day. Hurry up. Come on. He didn't need it. He had all these girls, like, at a, you know, who were just, like, so into him. And he was, like... I think he was just, like, that super nice, friendly guy. He was cute, but he wasn't, like, he wasn't a guy you would just be, like, oh, my God, this is so hot. He's so hot. Like, he he was a bigger guy. He was just really friendly and jolly. He was dressed kind of like you right now. And I like to point out we're both wearing camo shorts right now and T-shirts. That's, that's you know, what he would wear. And so I think it was just his personality. Maybe he just made women feel special or something. Um, but I think in death, it's like, oh, he just, he lived the best life. He loved, what did somebody write? I saw on Instagram. He loved tacos, beer, and boobs. Stupid. That's awesome. I mean, good for him. No, I think that like. No, I'm, I'm being serious. I'm not being serious at all. It's fucking retarded. Yeah, like, I think that like. Taco, beer, and boobs. That's true. Well, life. one, who doesn't love tacos? They're fucking amazing. Beer, if you like drinking, okay, cool. I like root beer, non uh, the, the non-alcoholic kind now, which is really shitty that I, when I go to a place, I'm like, do you have root beer? Yeah, we've got some hard root beer. No, 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 regular. Straight root beer. Oh, yeah, the non-alcoholic motherfucker. Like, do I look like I'm really jonesing for a fucking beer? No. Like, just bring me a fucking root beer. Like, Barks, A&W. I don't like root beer. If you have your and house everybody brand. everybody likes boobs, too. So it's like, oh, you're so basic. I don't know. No, you know, I was thinking about it, too, and I'm like, oh, everybody loved you, like, your friends and all that, but you, you know, like, you, like, I wasn't part of that world. You, you know, were, he, it, it, was, it, was, it was just, it was just, like, his way of, I don't want to say, like, and, and this is where people are like, oh, like, you know, sex addiction is, like, a mental disability. No, you just, like, fucking, like, that's it. I think like, then it's, like, the opportunity. Like, you just, like, there's no, like... I don't, I don't see, I don't think sex, I don't think sexual addiction or like, like, oh, I'm a sex addict. Okay. Well, it's a mental disorder. Is it? Like, I don't think it is. Like it's, you get, you get gratification from it. So, I mean, okay, maybe a drug. So yeah, okay. Well, that way you're an addict, but like, you, you know, fucking rub one out, like fucking, you know, get a flashlight. Shit. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Uh, I think, uh. I think he, he could, so he did. I don't yeah. know. I, I think I was just always bummed because I always thought, like, us, like, like next, you know, like, like oh, we're going to be together. We're going to be a real relationship. And then I would kind of find out, like, oh, no, he's actually dating somebody else officially on Facebook. And so that was really disappointing. So much for my joke. Who knows right. if it'll stay in my set. I don't know. It's, it's kind of a hard one because, like, if you're going to, like, try and find a way to, like, really deliver that punchline. Well, I wanted to be like, what a jerk. Like, if I knew I was dying, I would at least make a guest list or, like, a phone tree. And, oh, wait. So there's the realization is that I wasn't important enough 
to be notified or to be in his life. We weren't even Facebook no, friends. No, you were six feet deep. Him? No, you were. Why? Then he was. I don't get it. Because you weren't on that tree. You were just six feet deep. You didn't matter. And then now he's six feet deep and he doesn't matter. Ugh. I just went to a dark place. I don't give a shit. That was, no, you're right, though. And, th- and that's kind of where I have to be in terms of, like, don't be sad or whatever, but don't let it fuck you up because it's like. Well, I mean, for I mean, for in your instance, and, and it's like, that sucks that the dude died that you had a good time with. But at the same time, like, the dude honestly didn't give a shit. Like one of the things that made me kind of go, oh, this isn't working out. One of my roommates, he had come over, and I hadn't talked to him in years, like four, maybe four years since we had really talked to the last time I saw him. But he had come over to the house once. He was hanging out with my roommate for a little bit, and he goes, yeah, he's a nice guy, but he doesn't seem to really care about you. Like he's just having a good time, hanging out with the guys, watching whatever. Like he, he's, and my roommate said something like that, and I was like, you're right, like. It's not, he didn't, I don't know. Yeah, this I don't know. This is turning into therapy. Thank it you, It is. Greg. You're welcome. But that's what's going on this week. Oh, good. But I really liked him a lot, um, which, you know, I sh- one of the last, when I, when I stopped talking to him, one of the last things I sent him was a meme that said, eat a dick. It was a fortune cookie with the little flag coming out, and it said, eat a dick. And then, but I did, um, he did message me. A few months back, and he said, you know, I think about you when, because my oncology places by your work, or something like that. And so, and I knew he had cancer. I had kind of seen it when I looked him up or whatever. But that's kind of weird, though, like. It's like he was trying to tell me. Like, I mean, you just come in like, hey, look, um, I don't, I haven't talked to you in a bit because, well, one, I was actually married. Two, I have oh, cancer. Oh, he was divorced oh. by the time, I mean, for a long time he was divorced. I'm but sorry, I, mean, I didn't want to put that out there. Oh, but it's just like, like, look, I haven't talked to you while I have cancer. I've been dealing with that. I'm probably going to die soon. Like, I know that's not the easiest thing to say to somebody, but like, kind of like, oh, like, I've been thinking about you a lot because your place is by my oncology place. I'm pretty sure he already, ha- he, like, he had a girlfriend. Like, <laughs> when I'm like, you're still cheating on whoever you're with right now, you jerk. And so it was actually a way, it was nice, though, in the way to, to change the story and to change the last couple conversations. Instead of, I fucking hate you, I still hate you, it was like, I'm sorry. That was a couple months ago, and I, and I asked him what kind. It turned out it was really bad. I didn't realize how bad it was. And then I said, well, you've got a lot of people around. You know, I kind of was separating myself You're from it. You were just kind of saying, you got a great support system, but I'm not part of it. Exactly. Exactly. And, but I was trying to be nice. Then in, um, I had seen a picture on Instagram and he didn't look like himself anymore. He, you don't, he, remember I told you he was always, he's like a bigger guy. He was like emaciated and I could only recognize him by his eyes. It was so sad. And I, and and I was worried and I said, I'm going to message him. And, um, he kind of gave me that, Oh, Hey, mess up church. Like he used to, when he would, when he would call me, you know, for like, booty calls or whatever and then he's just seemed um and this this was june 15th and just caught up a little bit and i said hey i just won this contest and you know i'm arizona's funniest person and he's like i always knew that and oh i could use a show and i was like i'm sorry you're going through this and he's like well it's not that bad i get to be high all day and i'm on disability i was like oh there's a there's an upside and he's like not really but he goes you know i'm not the only one dealing with it it's, it is what it is so it seemed like he, and i was like okay that was june 15th and then from what I found out, he died July 8th. So oh. it was very quick or soon to that. So I'm glad at least I had another conversation with him. You had some kind of closure, but it wasn't like probably the closure that you needed. But 
Um, put me on your phone tree list at least. Like at least, if, like, at least like to notify you, but. But may, but I, maybe that wasn't really that important. Uh, I you guess know? not. We it doesn't dated. sound like it. I mean, but no, we hadn't like seen each other romantically in several years, and then any communication was very bitter since then. Because I'd get drunk and I'd be like, "I hate you." Um, yeah. So anyway, it's always... to be such a bummer. No, that's fine. It's it's your show, so. Like... You know what, Greg? It is my show. Okay, we're not going to talk about anime or cartoons or guns. We're going to talk about my problems. We actually already talked about all that stuff at the beginning of the show. I so. know, I know. It's your show. Greg, we're such talkers. You know, last thing I do kind of want to get into a little bit, speaking of relationships, because I know you had some, like, like romantic ups and downs and trying to find the one, and then you met Casey, and, like, she was the was one, funny. and you guys are, like, perfect. In fact, by the way, let me just say this, because I've said this when Casey was on the podcast. From our side, Casey joined Tinder, and like, you were, like, the first person she met and dated, and then, like, oh, we're in a relationship. And my friend Jen, who's friends with Casey, would be like, let's try this, Mary. Let's get on Tinder. Like, Casey met somebody, and they're, like, so perfect. And then, no, that didn't happen for me. <laughs> There's, like, online dating is such a fucking, like, gamble. It's, like, it's worse than fucking Russian roulette. <laughs> it's, like, more bullets. <laughs> It's more, it's like, it's not even like, there's not even like an empty fucking chamber. It's just all bullets sometimes. <laughs> there's just one empty chamber and all bullets. Like I kept getting hooked up with like fucking Mormon women. There's a like, lot of them here. And it was really weird because they never, they didn't say it on like, you know, on their profile and it just said like, oh, like I'm Christian. I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. And, um, and then I would talk, I'm like, hey, do you want to go get coffee? Oh, I can't drink coffee. I'm LDS. I'm like, uh, do you do tea? No, no, not No, tea. I don't do tea either. Uh, do you want to meet up for water? Like what? Treats, ice cream. I mean, do you want to? But it was weird. Like, I just didn't know what to do. And I was like, okay. And because um, I'm like, well, do you want to go grab lunch or dinner? Like, oh, no, I just want to maybe just meet up and and just talk over like, okay, where? Because like, like, do you want to meet at a coffee shop and I'll get coffee? And is that okay? Like, can I? Um, and then or I would get, and then I would get kind of ghosted by him. And it was just kind of weird. Just Holy kind of ghosted. Right? Um, <laughs> and then uh, growing up, like, being, you know, I was, like, very religious. Um, after uh, an uncle of mine passed away, not, not the same uncle that kind of, you know, kind of steered me towards being straight edge, but a different uncle. And um, I was engaged before, and that was a holy fucking nightmare. Like, that ended so horribly, and I tried to make it so, like, amicable. Um, and be like, look, this is probably the best for you because I have no idea what the fuck I'm doing with my life. And I didn't. I had no fucking idea. Like, I was like, fuck, I'm doing tech support for a, a website hosting company. Like, I make shit money. I live in this shitty apartment. Fuck what I want to do. Like, I just graduated. Like, no jobs are coming in. I can barely fucking make ends meet, especially with, like, you know, my supposed fiance sitting there you know, working her, working themselves. Um, and then when it ended, it just like, was like, you know, I think most guys like when, if they do it, they're like, they get the, you're an asshole, you're a piece of shit. And I got that. I was like, you know what? I said, that's how you feel. I said, if that's how you feel, then that's how you feel. Like, I can't, mm -hmm. I, I wish you nothing but the best. Um, and, uh, and then, and for some reason, like I was, I was like, oh, I'm going to find the one that God, like I set aside for me. And like, Oh. And for some people, like, that's, 
like that's their jam and like that's you know I'm not I don't knock on people for being being Christian or, or being a, a part of you know a sect of that you know belief system I don't believe it anymore I don't believe in the Christian God and all that other stuff or that stuff that goes along with it but like next girl I dated was like a Mormon girl like I don't know like and when I look at it, I'm like I literally went in the wrong direction uh-huh um and and the funny thing was she was like a Jack Mormon. So she drank Dr. Pepper. <laughs> and but it's almost like she did it in secret. Like yeah. she like, you know, um, she didn't let her she didn't let her mom and her stepdad know because they were like super Mormon. Um and like but we would make out, like there would be like somewhat dry humping. And I'm just like <laughs> and I'm, I'm like, oh man, like okay, cool. Like she's pretty hot, like, okay. Like something may happen because she seems like she really wants to, like I want to, like we click, like we're good. And then, like, one night, like, something happens where, like, she, I don't know what happened. And she, like, she put, she's, like, we got to stop. We got to stop. And I said, okay. And I go, I'm going to go sit down on the couch. Like, come join me when you're kind of collecting. She, like, she was upset. And I said, I was, like, fuck, what happened? Um, you know, and I'm saying, like, she just, like, she's, like, you know what? I really, you know, want to stick, like, you know, I, I've kind of gotten more in touch with my beliefs again. Did and you guys live together? No. Okay. Um, and then she comes out. And, and I heard something that this fucking boggled my mind and the sheer, like just the science of it, the, 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 the things that would have to come together for it to be even the smallest percentage possible was that if we had started dry humping, like full on, like really going hard and making out and all that. And then if I came <laughs> that I could still get her pregnant, even though it would have to, you know, I'm sitting there going like. I'm trying to figure out the physics of it, like the sport, the, the speed and the force <laughs> going from me through my pants and underwear, <laughs> through her pants and underwear, and then inside of her somehow with that sheer force at the right <laughs> angle. And I was like, none of this makes fucking sense. And I couldn't tell her that she was batshit crazy because that would have just made the night, the night even worse. I go, I've never heard of that. I did not know that could happen. I fucking played it off. And she's like, well, I'm going to go home. I said, all right, well, let me know when you get home safe. I'm sorry. You know, blah, blah, blah. And then uh, she moved to California for school. And then she started seeing a roommate of hers, which, which is funny because she lied to her mom that her two male roommates were gay when they weren't because uh -huh. one of them wanted to fuck her. And she ended up hooking up with the guy but not telling me, but decided to start slowly ghosting me but still acting like we were together. And I just moved on and... Um, this girl made him, this girl who at the comic shop I worked at, who would come in all the time just to, just to see me. I didn't know she had a crush on me until after we actually started dating and we started hanging out. And then I was like, oh, fuck, I better tell this, this girl I was seeing or that, I, you know, was just now connected to only via Facebook, like, you know, relationship status. I go, I better tell her it's done because like, she's obviously moved on. I've obviously moved on. And I called her and said, Hey, look, um, you're really busy. I also think something else is going on. That's why you don't talk to me anymore. Um, and you keep telling me about the guy, your roommate, how he keeps hitting on you, but you don't want me to do anything about it. So I don't know if you're giving me like a subtle hint or anything, but I go, maybe it's best we just move on and stop seeing each other. And I got like, you know, she's like, I don't know how you can be so cold hearted. I don't know how you can be <laughs> so uncaring, unloving. And I'm like, 
I go, it might seem that way, but this is probably the best for both of us. Well, yeah, you weren't even in the same city anymore. And so um, we broke it off. Me and the other girl were seeing each other. And this is actually a girl that I ended up losing my virginity to. Oh, exciting. And, um, and then, like, six months down the road, uh, out of nowhere, like, we just got back from seeing um, the Hunger Games or something. I think it was, it was that or the, the uh, Cabin in the Woods or some shit. And uh, she's like, I think I want to break up. Like, not like, I need to talk to you and this and that. She goes, I think I want to break up. And I'm like, oh, shit. Okay. Well, um, let me give you back your car keys. And uh, what was even worse is we lived in the same apartment complex. Oh. I go, well, I'm going to walk to my apartment, which is at the front of the complex. And I'll see you around. And so that was really fucking weird. And then... Um, and then after that, it was really just kind of, uh, like, weird one-off dates yeah. and kind of semi-dating people. But, but it was nobody like, was the one. Nobody, like, people kind of clicked a little bit, but then, like, for some reason, like, then they didn't. Like, yeah. I, you know, I helped them along with something, and then, like, they were, like, done. Um, like, one girl, like, we went out to a movie uh and like, there was like a, I remember there was like a long wait for ours for the showtime we were going to, because um, the one we wanted to go to was sold out. So I said, well, we can go, you know, we can go hang out at, we can work on Tubby Marketplace. We can, my apartment's just right up the street if you want to go hang out there. So we're not like kind of like walking around outside. And she's like, oh yeah, let's, yeah, we'll just go back hang out to your place. Like we'd already kind of been making out as we were like walking around, and we ended up just like banging at my apartment and then going to this movie and then making out during the movie, and then after that like just completely ghosted me and i was like wow well did you feel used i was like well <laughs> at least i came <laughs> um that was weird because like there's no one like her the way she the way she talked to me like it was just kind of cool like she seems really into me this would be you know okay cool like she seems like a rad person and then just kind of gone right and then um and then just kind of like, and then I kind of realized like a lot of people on every dating app, whether it's like Tinder or OkCupid or um, the big really. Um, Madge? No, the other e one. E-Harmony. E-Harmony. Like E-Harmony is like probably the biggest, like they're like the most secret closet racist. Oh, really? Like, to, well, I mean, like all their ads are like, you know. It was like I was, every ad I saw was like, okay, the white people with the white people, like you yeah. know, the, you know, like the, the, the African American couples with the African American, you know, they're all, you know, the, it's. But everybody like, the pretext was like, I just want to fuck. Right. I'm just looking for a hookup, and like what? And so I was like, you know what? I was like, I'll give Tinder a chance, and you know, fuck it. And then, um, the girl that ghosted me, that you know, we went out, we had sex, and she just ghosted me after like she met, she fucking matched me on Tinder. And I go, hey, so we matched on this as well. Um, do you, are you looking for something or is this just kind of a hookup thing now? And then, because <laughs> I, I was kind of a dick about it. And then um, one girl's profile that popped up, she's like, she goes, I'm being honest, all I'm here looking for is some dick. I'm like, <laughs> I, I was like, all right, cool, I appreciate the honesty. So Next. how long was it before you met your now wife? Um, it was like a month, but I wasn't really, I wasn't really trying to look like I wasn't yeah. on there like every day, like, oh yeah, oh no, oh yeah, oh no, oh yeah, oh no. <laughs> like I just like, I, you know, I'd kind of like here and there. And then one day like she popped up and I was like, oh cool. She seems pretty cool. Like, 
she's hot and she, you know, like some cool shit. And I was fucking cool. Like, I like her. And then we matched and then we started talking and, uh, and I felt really bad because our, our first date, our real first date, um, I ended up in the hospital because of my blood pressure. Oh no. And so I had to like, was like, Hey, I'm gonna have to like reschedule. And then my phone died. Like, while I was in the hospital. You know, and on this side, we girls, we always go like, oh, well, maybe he's in the hospital. And it's like, no. If he likes you, he will hang out with you. <laughs> and so I was like, fuck. So, like, I, I was trying to, my mom became, she, my mom, they wouldn't let me leave on my own accord because, like, your blood pressure is too high. We can't let you drive because, you know, it's a danger. And I go, I'm perfectly fine, guys. I've probably driven like this, like, a hundred to ton, hundreds of times. <laughs> and, like, well, sir, we can't let you do that, like, you know, for safety reasons. And I was like, all right, cool, whatever, fuck it. And so my mom was, at the time, was my uh, my emergency contact. And so she came, she brought me a charger, and I was waiting for my phone to turn back on. And by the time I had, like, a decent, like, a, it, it turned back on, I was starting to charge. They're like, all right, Mr. Holmes, we're going to let you go. I'm like, fuck. Like, I texted her real quick. I'm like, hey, my phone might die again. I'm really fucking sorry. Like, you know, I'll, I'll I'm, you know, give me a minute to let it charge and, and whatever. And your blood pressure is, like, going up again. Oh, yeah. And so then, um, so then, we, when, then we finally, you know, actually went on a date. And, um... And I was just absolutely infatuated. Um, actually, actually, just recently we were we were going through um, our laundry, and she found the shirt that she wore Aww. on our first date. She goes, "Do you remember this shirt?" I go, "Yeah, you wore it on our first date." Aww. And she goes, "She's like, you remember that?" I go, well, "Yeah." That's I don't rem- I don't remember a lot. Like I'm like I have like a lot of useless fucking information in my yeah. head, but like there's like I do I, I try to remember I try to make it a point to like at least remember the important stuff with my wife. Yeah. Um, and so I even remember like the like the first Christmas we spent together. Um, we were at a company party at, um, I can't remember. It was, it's on a, it's on uh Bethany and it's Bethany in the 51. It's some like really fancy restaurant off okay. over there. And, um, that was the first time we said, we love you. Like she said, I love you. I said, I loved you back. Oh. Um, and she's like, I was the one who said it first. I was like, I was really fucking nervous. Cause the last time I told a girl I was in love with her, like she fucking like dumped my ass. So I was like, <laughs> Like, we've only been together for, like, less than that. I think you're fucking amazing. I don't want to say it because I'm so, I was, like, so nervous. Like, fuck, if I say it, she's going to be like, oh, not there yet. <laughs> um, but, no, and, and it's just, you know, it's, it's, she's been amazing. And it's, like, you kind of think, oh, like, I found the one. It's, like, she's, like, oh, I found my person. And it's, like, you know, I've gone through, like, a bunch of shitty people, like, uh, you know, a bunch of really, like, not all of them are stupid, but. Like, a good amount. It's just like, fuck me. Like, what did, like, you look back, like, fuck, what did I do wrong? Like, what did I, you know, and and some, and it's, you know, everybody looks back on that. Like, fuck, what did I do? What could I have done? But, you know, I eventually met my wife, and it's been fucking amazing. Yeah, we've had our rough times. We've had our great times. But, uh, like, I look at it, like, if anything happened, I wouldn't, uh, I know what not to do if I didn't have her. So that's so wonderful. But so there's hope. Is there hope for people like there's me? There's hope for everybody. I mean, it's just at least you had relationships and dates. Like I can't even, can't even get that. I don't really know what to go with that for you. I feel so bad. <laughs> it's like, it's like I don't have any. Like I can be like, oh, just wait. Like you know, it'll happen. Like don't go looking for it. It'll come finding you. But it works out differently for everybody. Like you yeah. can, I can be like, oh, just you know, just kind of 
be you and do your shit and like somebody will come along and then no nobody comes along you're like thanks greg fucking liar (laughs) no it's true and i'm actually more okay with it now that i have been in the past because i'm doing more of what i want to do you know i'm you just gotta do do, like what makes you happy and then like that's gonna kind of bring people into your life that'll it'll bring them in and then they run away well that's why you got to get an industrial strength bear trap and then they can't (laughs) trap me a big bear you know be like misery and just break their ankles, you know. Or they just die, and then you're like, <laughs> just kidding. That's great. They that's died. how old I am now. Your exes are dying. <laughs> we had a great time. Remember that time? When, never mind. I was gonna make a horrible, like, horrible age joke, but it's it just it would have been so bad. An age joke? Yeah, you're like that's what happens. Like you're so old, like your exes are dying. Remember that time we rode in the Model T Ford? <laughs> I do. <laughs> He doesn't anymore because he's dead. <laughs> we buried him in that Model T. So. Um, well, Greg, this has been so fun. I think we've been going here for an hour and a half, which is oh, shit. longer than any podcast should <laughs> this ever be. This will be a special be. episode. <laughs> we'll do it in two parts. Maybe right. we'll cut out the gun stuff at the beginning. Possibly. That's alienate all of my listeners. Yeah. Um, well, thank you so much. Tell me what you're working on. Where can people find you? Um, find your art and all so that. So right now, um, I just started a Instagram page for my art. Um, it's art by Greg Jr. Um, on Instagram. Uh, if you want to hear me ramble about other shit, uh, you can find me on the Rain Man Digital Network, uh, rainmandigitalmedia.com. Uh, their shows are on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. A, I am doing a new show for them called Otaku, which is all about anime and Japanese and, you know, all that cool stuff that goes with it. And then if you want more recent stuff, uh, they just started a house of show called House of Mystery Constantine, which is based off of the Hellblazer comic book and also the Constantine movie with Keanu Reeves, for those of you that might have seen it. And I've done other random shows with them. Uh, so Rain Man Digital Network, RainmanDigitalMedia.com, uh, Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify. You can find all their shows. Thank you so much, Greg. It's been great having you here. And it was great enjoying some medium buffalo wings with you, too, from Long Wongs, who I really love. So uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. And we'll see you next time on Wings with Friends. Bye-bye. Bye.